Uh, can you test your mic? Oh, can, oh it's not on. There it was. Yeah, 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 can you hear me? I know you're mad, yeah. but I still love you. He's, like, fine. He was just... feeling a lot smaller now. He is much smaller now. <laughs> yeah, it's not full of hair ties. I miss you, bud. Are you ready? M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Morning, morning, let's go. Good morning. It's the morning after with Sam, Quinn, not Quinn, it's Molly and Harish. And I am drinking Malibu and don't know what I'm saying. And that's our morning after song. Uh, welcome to Tipsy Terror. This is the morning after for um, Black Christmas. This is where we're sober now. And then we uh, reevaluate our thoughts on the movie that we covered in the last episode. And I'm Harish. I'm Samantha. I'm Molly. And I think it's worth mentioning that this is the first time we've done a morning after the morning after we've recorded. Yeah, this is <laughs> we usually literally... Try wait until harish edits the episode so we like know what we want to talk about right i think so. that's the one star magic of perfect planning <laughs> that we always have <laughs> <laughs> and if you heard a voice in the recording it's Oops. because <laughs> our friends at one star are back with us yeah lauren quinn <laughs> and that's their name that's and their i'm names. reginald <laughs> <laughs> you know the third one star host <laughs> so. and i'm calling from inside the house <laughs> <laughs> So this is literally the morning after we recorded the episode. So like I haven't listened back to it, haven't edited it at all, <laughs> and I'm also hungover and I barely remember it. Harish woke up this morning and he was like, "I think I did a bad job last night." And I was like, uh, "Harish, I'm pretty sure you're like you and Lauren and Quinn like actually talked very educationally." Well, hell yeah, we did <laughs> it. Like yeah. I think we actually did a it's, good job. It's really a weird thing that we managed to come together. Usually two podcasts of independently dumb people and sounded smart for once as a group. And Molly and I'm I gonna, sat there. I, yeah, I was going to say, you're not going to like at least pretend to loop me in. <laughs> you're going to point to every other person in the room. Me and Molly just did what me and Molly do best. Say really so, stupid jokes. Well, it's like... I did bits and I almost fell asleep like a hundred times. <laughs> it's... It's hard because I ha- I took that horror movie course and I think Quinn took it too. And so we have a lot of horror movie knowledge, but right. we don't watch movies in which that is valuable. Right. <laughs> that, or they know about the tropes and then they're like, hmm, let's toss that in the garbage. So this was an exciting we? time for you. This was exciting yeah. because I watched a good horror movie. And I could actually see the connections and talk about things. A that very I knew about. rare occurrence for Lauren watching good movies. <laughs> <laughs> Even in my spare time. Like watching after on my own fruition f- You're telling for me not the podcast. That you didn't enjoy the cinematic masterpiece that is Sucker Punch. Terrible film. <laughs> it, <laughs> Lauren can't comment on that. <laughs> can't comment on that. It, 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 it's so bad it almost makes me want to puke. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Molly's One Star episode for more on that. I'm going to go home. I drove here and I can look. <laughs> So, Harish, I um, drove me here. <laughs> did you have any notes? Because I feel like last night we we were talking for so long, we had to eventually cut off and roll into segments. And I was wondering, right. like, did you have other talking points that you needed to cover? I didn't because that's why we went. So we went, we recorded for over two hours and we're, Which we're never normally, happens. We normally do go longer with guests, but this was like insane how long we went because um, I think I was also like the most drunk I've ever been. Or really? not ever been, no. Yeah. It, it's, Can it's we been... flash back to the Sinister episode <laughs> that I was on? <laughs> uh, it it's was, been a while. It's, yeah, it's the most drunk I've been in a while. And um, 
And also, I had like I love this movie so much. I had so much to cover, but I think we got all of my notes. I did have some fun facts that I didn't read that I wanted to save for the morning after. We love some fun facts, but um, I I, fun fact before each fun fact. <laughs> well, before I did that, I wanted to ask if anyone else had anything to cover because I mostly monopolized the episode with my talking points. I think me and Quinn took over a little bit too yeah. much. <laughs> this is for two people in the room Sorry, specifically. <laughs> I want to say one smart thing. Um, Go ahead. Oh, God. Oh. Drum will roll, please. Up. Can we add oh, that no. in? I, uh, <laughs> this movie is really good. I liked it. Oh, my God. The cat touched my foot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, i surprised that someone was in the house. Okay, no. (laughs) Sorry, my references are getting worse and worse. (laughs) So, I do love the lighting in this movie. I know Sydney Mm kind of said that she thought it was too dark, and I agreed with your point Mm -hmm. that I don't think, I think, I don't think it is. No, she said it was too light. Oh, she did? Oh, it's not. Yeah, you're, yeah. Um, I love the lighting in um, the scene where he's about to stab Barb with the unicorn, how just one of his eyes is lit. And that's like a common theme Mm -hmm. anytime. And, you know, I just realized that like anytime we see the actually see the um, killer, we only see one eye. And then there's that one scene where um, she's talking to Peter, the boyfriend, and he like turns over and one of his eyes is lit. And mm-hmm. that's kind of like yeah. a cool parallel, like when they're trying to get us to think that he's the killer. Mm-hmm. I uh, also noticed in the basement, um, Jess's like both of her eyes are lit. Yeah. Kind of like film noir, how they do like the woman's eyes, like both of them are lit right. up and the rest is in shadow. That was pretty cool. Um, if you liked the eye themes, <laughs> just get ready. I was telling them that yeah. before you walked more. in. I was like, I saw a couple images of the remake and there's a lot of eye stuff. <laughs> so they were like, all right, we see you. First movie, yeah. Let's double that. Yeah. I don't know anything about this. They other were movie like, they were like, I saw uh, your subtlety, and I think it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Christmas lights. I love. Mm. I fucking love. Um, when movies do like neon and twinkle lights and bokeh and all of that. Right. Those like just like extra little kind of light effects. I think are really cool. What? They're laughing at me. What about, do you like Bofa? <laughs> oh, my bad. No, someone says Boca. My mind say. went Boba tea. <laughs> I like both of those things. Um, And I said this before. I don't think I communicated this as clearly as I would have liked to. I wasn't aware until we got into the discussion part of this movie that you're supposed to think that the boyfriend's the killer until the end oh. shot. Okay. Really? Yeah, well, okay, so I watched this movie, and I had read about it before, like, I read through a plot summary. So you knew about, okay. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I don't get why they're, like, doing this whole thing with the boyfriend. He's not the killer. It's just a stranger. (laughs) And, um, and then at the end, we were talking, like, and the whole time we were watching this, I'm like, yeah, it's just a random guy. Like, whatever. I didn't realize we were supposed to just not know that. (laughs) Right. So I really kind of regret, it's one of those movies I really regret, um, knowing about and, like, reading too much about beforehand. So that, I feel like, ruined my enjoyment the first time a little bit. See, I had, like, the opposite thing, because, you know, how I said I fell asleep the first few times watching it during the basement scene. So, like, I don't think I actually fully understood that the boyfriend got killed. And so for the first, like, little while of me, like, being familiar with this movie, I thought the boyfriend was the killer. And then, like, we watched it in theaters, and then we walked out, and I was like, wait a minute, the boyfriend's (laughs) not the killer? And Harish goes, no! I was like, whoops! (laughs) But that's my fault, because I fell asleep. 
there is i don't know i honestly can't remember if we talked about it last night yeah but it was something that i was thinking about during the movie but like how important is christmas to this movie because mm, it seems think it is it, that's my yeah well it, like it could take place on any day yeah. the only difference would be right the christmas lights which are a cool effect there's also the like they're all leaving college mm. for vacation and the dad so, like, there's is less people in the house yeah. there's less people in the house and also it's a reason for the day. dad to be looking for the daughter yeah other, rather than just if it was just a random day and like th- the dad wouldn't be there i think it, it like plot wise maybe not but like thematically yeah. I, I kept saying like this is about like how christmas is miserable right yeah, it's right, like it's weird because he then he made the Christmas story, which is almost the exact opposite of that. So I think it's kind of funny that well, he like is it? <laughs> I guess a is little bit. Christmas story about how joyful the holiday is. <laughs> I would not say that. Well, it's it, that one's more I about think, nostalgia. I I think that the now that you said that, I think the themes between Black Christmas and a Christmas story are a lot closer together than you might think. <laughs> You'll, shoot your level. You'll shoot your eye out. You'll shoot your eyes. Your eye. Your eye. <laughs> but also, just like no one's really happy in that movie. Yeah. At any point, Tor- kind of except for when he opens the fucking leg lamp. That's the only time someone's happy in that movie. <laughs> You're telling me that Grover Dill and his green teeth aren't happy at all during that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a deep cut for my dad if he ever takes an interest <laughs> in my uh, podcasting activities. <laughs> no, my dad's we don't great. need to deep dive into comparing this movie to Christmas Story. I just think that is very interesting. That could be yeah. an interesting take, though. But that is a cool I think, time. I think, yeah. that I think that they're similar. Ralphie hates Christmas, or at least this specific Christmas. Right. Yeah. They're both movies about Christmas, like a very year, a year of Christmas that you do not like. Um, also, Ralphie makes those noise when he eats those mashed potatoes. That sounds like Billy's noises on the phone. It's is not Ralphie. Ralphie. It's the other character, <laughs> Molly. Randy. <laughs> Quit making fun of me. If, don't even talk to me again until you know your Christmas story. I clearly know the deep cut Grover Dill types. <laughs> I don't know why Randy's name escapes me at every turn. Yeah, clearly, uh... Bob Clark had some sort of traumatic Christmas experience that affected his life. His only real two movies, pretty much. That's true. There is um, a fact in the IMDb trivia about... So there's the joke in this where um, Margot Kidder gives the police um, their phone number and she says it's fellatio 4900. Um, And in IMDb, they're comparing that to other similar jokes in other... um, Bob Clark movies. There in the movie Porky's, there's um a scene where one of the female waitresses gets a call for Mike Hunt and then mm, like nice. asks has anyone seen Mike Hunt? Um Marie, she can't say that word. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. Um and then in a Christmas story, Ralphie drops the F bomb, which he was just repeating oh, what yeah, his father yeah, yeah, said yeah. earlier, and then that get re- gets repeated by various characters in the movie. He also um there's in a Christmas story. There's that like phone call scene where you hear Miss Schwartz on the other. See, I know like all the like secondary calls. characters. Um, you can hear her in the background going, "What? What? <laughs> what did you say, Flake? What?" <laughs> yeah, she's in. Yeah, that's a very good point because she's an unintelligible in that phone call, much like Billy. Much like they Billy. are the <laughs> same movie. <laughs> that's my official what take. Is Ralphie? Billy. <gasps> we figured it out. 
Yeah, just it, that those Christmases were so traumatic for him that he decided to kill. I just, like no, anytime I see any phone call in any movie, I'm like, that's a reference to Black Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the movie Cellular, just one long just one Black long Christmas reference. reference. I love the movie Cellular. I do too. <laughs> it's oh my god, no way. <laughs> Um, some other fun facts. Fun facts. Uh, so apparently the girl who was the dead body with the plastic over her had to do that. So shots. This is from Wikipedia. Shots of Claire's corpse in the rocking chair required the actress to wear an actual plastic bag over her head for extended periods of time. Griffin, um, the actress, would also state that these scenes came relatively easy for her. I was actually and still am a fairly good swimmer, so I could hold my breath for a long time. And I could also keep my eyes open for a long time without <laughs> blinking. So She was born to play to a corpse. That looked like, at one point, I literally just was like, well, that's a doll now. So that's fantastic that she <laughs> yeah. was able to like be that still. I'm going to overshare now. This is designed to be cut out later, but then that's overshare time with Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Fun fact. Not, yeah. Oh, sorry. Fun facts. Fun facts. Olivia Hussey took this job because her psychic told her that she would be in a movie in Canada that would make a lot of money. And so that's why she took this role, which because they filmed in Toronto. I love Did they that make for a her? lot of money? Um, I think and it was funny. like... Because you move somewhere sunny oh, and get addicted <laughs> to drugs. Um, uh, I, they, I think they made a lot of money in Canada, but it wasn't They're as huge. successful okay. in the U.S. Got another one for us? Uh, so me and Molly want to go to a psychic, and I just realized we should have went to one this week. We talk about it every week. Every we single out, time that we see each other, we want to see We never do it. <laughs> right. Sam, you win? Uh, I don't believe in that. Oh, okay. You seemed interested. <laughs> you turned over it away. I was just, I'm interested in other people getting interested in it, but I would never. Well, we don't know... I don't know if I believe it either. I just because I got a psychic reading. This is I'm sorry. This is too much. I got a psychic <laughs> reading like a year ago, and I really want to go to a different psychic reading to see the similarities or differences. Ah, That's why right. I want yeah. science. Science. Yeah. For science purposes, yes. <laughs> that's so, Lauren. Yeah, that's me, <laughs> Madam Science. Um, this is a quote from Mario Kidder about um, shooting the film and it says uh, so this is from Wikipedia Mario Kidder remembered shooting the film as being fun I really bonded with Andrea Martin filming in Toronto and in Ontario Olivia Hussey was a bit of an odd one she was obsessed with the idea of falling in love with Paul McCartney through her psychic we were literal. We were a little hard on her for things like that. I um, need to know about Olivia Hussey's whole life yes. now. I'm fascinated. <laughs> um, other minor. Th- I mean, I mentioned like uh, Barbara's supposed to be bisexual. Hell yeah. Um, uh, also, um, w- for the shot where the cat jumps on the dead girl, they had to like the cat wouldn't do that so they had to just put a bunch of um catnip on her like <laughs> face yeah what's up? olivia hussey is juliet in romeo and juliet yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's Holy what shit. she was popular romeo for. romeo and yeah. juliet or romeo plus juliet Ro- romeo and juliet the one where she's like 17 and like you, i know you're doing a bit <laughs> there's a romeo plus juliet which yeah. is yes. a fantastic Baz which is Baz that's the Leonardo DiCaprio Molly's getting one. Really mad. Is this the one? Uh, so this one that she's in is the one that with the with the look alike. Oh, yeah, yes. it's the one you probably watched in 
freshman year of high school and you saw bare ass for the first time i saw it in theater class freshman year of high school <laughs> like i haven't seen multiple versions of and romeo then we watched juliet. romeo plus juliet and compared them <laughs> yeah she plays um the actress girlfriend in, in the uh, olivia hussey in the it miniseries oh okay Oh, Ooh. she's very interesting. Do you have any other fun facts? Um, I mean, some other minor, like the a lot of the snow was just made from uh, like cheese? foam oh. from uh, a fire. <laughs> it's like, cheese. Truck. <laughs> it was like fire extinguishing foam. Oh. Um, and I mean, there was a special camera rig for the killer POV, which we talked mentioned about. that, but that's mainly it <laughs> i don't know if we mentioned this on the podcast but the boyfriend is the guy from 2001 did, space yeah. odyssey oh. and he's 38 years old at the time of filming <laughs> you, you don't know if you mentioned that <laughs> there were at least 14 times well i i remember mentioning it like while we were watching yeah but i don't know there were so many episode. shots where we were like oh yeah that guy's 38 what's up <laughs> olivia hussey has a memoir called the girl on the balcony olivia hussey finds life after romeo and juliet I am on reading 31st that. 31st of July, 2018. Oh, yeah. I'm reading so that. So if you want to learn more about her life, there's a book. Um, uh, I mean, that's mainly it. Another fun thing is that I think when Steve Martin met Andrea Martin on some movie, like, or was it? Are they relatives? Wait. Well, they met no. on a movie. Um, no, it was uh, Olivia Hussey met the producers for the film Roxanne. Um, and Steve Martin is also in that movie and he like when he met her he was like oh oh my god Olivia you were in one of my all time favorite films and she thought he was referring to Romeo and Juliet but he was talking about Black Christmas hell yeah Steve so yeah uh, apparently he had seen it around 27 times and that was in 1987 <laughs> oh is he me <laughs> how did he yeah. like that's like hard to do in 1987 <laughs> seeing yeah. it maybe 27 times Right. Um, that's mainly all the fun facts that I had. There's a lot of interesting facts on this. Uh, if you want to just scroll through IMDb or Wikipedia. I have I a fun have fact. <laughs> yes. Do you want to go first? Yes. Um, I have great news. Um, Angela Martin. Is that her name? Andrea, Andrea Martin. Andrea yeah. Martin was the voice of Miss Fowl on uh, Jimmy Neutron. <gasps> oh, wow. So that um, makes sense. queen shit. <laughs> I just I wanted uh, my fun fact is also about Andrea Martin. She won a Tony for the Pippin revival. <laughs> I have another fun Andrea Martin fact. She was Mrs. Stoppable's voice on Kim Possible. Oh yeah, she's a legend. I yeah. love her. She she's real good in the Pippin revival. If you have a chance, listen to the Pippin revival sound. He's just trying to say Pippin revival to annoy me. First, Molly gets mad when I say Pippin revival. It's I'm just, not sure why. I don't like those two words together. It just like grates on my ears. I don't know, like, but like emotionally, it's just like I don't know how to explain it. You know when someone says something you don't like, and it's just that over and over again. Pippin revival. <laughs> Pippin revival. Have you seen the Pippin revival? Oh, stop. Yes, I have. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Uh, my last thing is uh, I wanted to point out, I wrote this down yesterday, that it's interesting that the whole time we know that the killer's in the house, but it's still like effective when they have that scene where the cop is like, the killer is in the house and like reveals that to her like that like reveal is very effective the way it's done it's it's because it takes so much time making you care about jess yeah that you're concerned for her that she right. knows now and she's finally in danger for the first real time right yeah so i i just thought that was cool but yeah uh anything else mm, i'm i'm all good Love do this. 
Do you think Jess is dead? Personally. Yeah, personally. Um, maybe. I don't think that the phone call at the end um, means that she's dead. Maybe she dies like later on, but I don't think that um, she dies uh, before the the end of the film. You know what I mean? So like when the credits start rolling, she's still alive, but then she probably dies a little bit later. I mean, she's probably dead by now. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I think she's dead. You think she's dead? I don't know. I like Harish's interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to know, you know? Right. Like, I like the ambiguity. I'm also maybe not the one to ask about, <laughs> like, processing the events of the ending <laughs> in terms of comprehension. But, um, no. Um, no, I don't think she's dead. I think they left it kind of purposely. Like, she could be. That call could be the killer, or it could just be a regular phone call coming mm. into the sorority house, you know? But right. I like that you can assume that it's one or the other. What do you think? I think she's alive. Okay. No. Well, I mean, she could have died. I mean, it's been a while. It's right. It's been like 30 years. You think she lives and dies of old age, <laughs> or she is not murdered? I, I think she lives till the morning. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. I don't really have so-called object permanence. So <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, she ceased from existence as soon as she left my field of vision. Um, I did. I forgot to mention this, but like... Uh, Wait, studio- hold on. I have a question. I'm so sure. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Why was she so tired? Because <laughs> she did she a just murder. Fought off her just... boyfriend. Okay. Was yeah. that and it? also it's like late night. Like She, she committed a murder most fell. Like, 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 I feel like a trying couple of days for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like killing a person might put some adrenaline in your body and she just immediately goes to like it takes a nap before they right. even get down and find her. It's more tiring than you think. Yeah. Okay. And also it's like a crash like finally everything's over yeah, and then she's like probably, okay she probably I just finally... felt safe for the first time in yeah you know, 24 48 uh, hours um, i don't know minutes she didn't really realize what was going on for a while oh guys also, i just found it a really imp- wait did you have yeah, something no, no, no. Nope. uh the fur coat was the actor's personal fur coat <gasps> yes! set. Sorry. oh my god <laughs> we stand our that. king our fur coat king was it real don't tell he me he still owns it Oof. um but uh Another thing that I forgot to mention is that uh, studio executives executives wanted the director to change the ending. And the idea that they wanted him to change it to was that the cops would all leave um, and B- Jess would be alone with Chris, the guy with the fur coat, um, uh, who is Claire's boyfriend. And then she wakes up and he says, Agnes, don't tell him what we did. And then he kills her. That's pure shite love. It's such a stupid ending yeah. and would have like made this movie so much worse. But like, luckily, Bob why Clark would, why refused. Would, I don't even think it's logistically possible for him to be the killer. No. That was like my biggest issue with thinking Peter was the whole was the killer the whole time. Because why would he just say his name was Billy? Yeah. Just to be spooky? Yeah. Or it's just like a mental illness thing. Right. Maybe yeah, he has like be, multiple personalities yeah, or whatever. That could be true. Like that guy in Split. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't on mic either, so. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> um, yeah, anything else? 
No, I mean, so just love this movie so much. You understand. You yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, Cinema. So thanks for listening. <laughs> Check out uh, our one star episode where we're the guests and oh. they're the hosts, um, where we cover the remake from 2006 called Black Xmas. When are we filming that? Oh. Filming what? recording we'll oh, get back to right you. after this <laughs> I, I know i was trying to do like a intro oh. bit to the outro but i said filming instead of recording and everything went downhill after that <laughs> never mind when are we filming I'm giving the our mic to remake to black christmas <laughs> oh yeah next week next week so good for you guys Let's do that. it's our response to the film <laughs> everyone wears a fur coat and leaves the house full when they're supposed fur to coat. All right, a faux if, fur if coat, in case for Pete sure. is listening. Yes. <laughs> all right. Love you all so much. But Bye. 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 I, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you we saying? She doesn't like real fur. I don't like it. real fur. And yeah. I and then I said, in case Pete is listening, but then I wanted to make sure that the audience knows that I was also just still not okay <laughs> with fur coats. I was watching a Hunger Games video before I came here, so I thought you were doing a Hunger Games bit. My bad. <laughs> Big mistake. Go watch Knives Out. Bye. What would be the reference? Oh, Peter. Bye. <laughs>